Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. How you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. Yeah, I'm really good, man. How about yourself? What's what's what, what else is new? Ah, uh, well, new album come out, which is great. About time, yeah. and uh, about to finally head out and play some shows. Which it's been what we played one gig in two years, so that's kind of pretty exciting. Made all the more exciting by the fact that as is, uh, had done himself a bit of a mischief in the last week and a half oh really and, uh, well he uh it wasn't really it was what was done to him he was he's lucky to be alive man he got he was uh you know in a motorcycle accident that was well some stuff flew off the back of a a ute that he was traveling behind like a couple of sheets of uh plywood or something and one of them he managed to dodge a couple and one of them hit him directly across had his hands out like that and hit him across the chest and across both arms and broke his left arm. But uh miraculously right? holy shit. He, man, he's lucky to be lucky to be alive for a start. The fact that he actually kept the bike upright after mm. the after that fact is a miracle in itself. Let alone the fact that uh I've just watched a video of him playing playing the songs going, I'll be right, boys. We're good to go. So he's had surgery, and luckily the surgeon was a Frankenbach fan. Oh. <laughs> that helped. And uh, he, was, that? he managed to get sort of sort of the, the royal treatment when he was in there. And, I mean, it's re- crazy, man, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, he's he was adamant that he's not going to – not gonna uh cancel these shows and we're gonna go ahead with it so but i, I just watched the video and i'm like there you go so oh, fucking legend <laughs> that is he's crazy. either one three years ago he was mauled by a pit bull on both arms and miraculously didn't uh didn't have any damage no nerve damage anything done he was playing guitar within a week of that incident and i've seen the photos of the, the gashes on his arms are insane so he's been through the ringer. Right. And still going. Yeah. Uh, still going. He, he, just, he will not <laughs> stop, mate. He will that's, not stop. That's that's and, the, and, the and for good cause, man. Like, you know, you just keep persisting and things start working out for you. And that's kind of where we're at at the moment, you know. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, this album's really years. fucking good, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, we're 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 wrapped with it. Like from from sort of just for, for for everything, man. Like mm. the way we had an objective when we we set out to sort of record it, how we wanted to do it, and sort of to set challenges for ourselves, and 
and um, and then just the recording process and and just the final product and everything and how the songs came up in the end. Like they went through a, a, an interesting sort of incubation process, I guess. You know, like you mm. had a, pretty much a whole year where we didn't play together. We were just writing stuff, and you know, it's it's sort of always there's the writing, and then you got to get it in the in the room to really flesh them out. So. And we got a new bass player in that time, and he really, really brought these songs sort of to life. Sort of having his added ex- phenomenal bass playing, and and just adding that extra dimension that was kind of was a little bit lacking with losing a guitarist. So we sort of mm-hmm. needed to fill that gap with somebody who was really proficient on bass, and we certainly got that with Owen. That's for sure. He's fucking unreal. He's not even a bass player. He's a guitarist, fuck's sake. Oh, he sw- switched over. Yeah, uh, he plays guitar in another band, but he just he's also played a bit of bass, but it's not his primary instrument. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, I can't speak more highly of his bass playing. It's ridiculous. And, it, and he plays with no pick either. He's, it's all fingers and just a lot of slapping. And he hits, he hits a lot of the notes, like, that really punches – with the kick drum that's he's just on that kick drum like stink on a monkey it's crazy so <laughs> having that that backbone him and tommy together yeah. having that rhythm section is just man it's it's an absolute pleasure to rehearse and play with these dudes so we're just dying to get out and actually play some gigs now take it's these on- songs to the people <laughs> yeah fucking know did they change much at all between you know um, getting the new you know the lineup change from like the 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 original seeds of of these tracks to where they are now. Not really. Um, they didn't really change a lot. They they sort of structurally wise they didn't change. He just added a, a just an extra flavor in there that sort of was that. Well, I mean, the guy who was playing bass previously wasn't really putting any input into it at all. So. Mm. So sort of when Owen came along, he really added his own sort of flavor to it, and just 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 added an extra dimension to these songs that kind of wasn't there. That if that wasn't there, I just I just don't think they'd be as as good, you know. And just having just a a solid sort of four piece playing together now, it's just it's just there's just no fluff at all. It's just and. Yeah, it's the best band I've played in, without a doubt. The best group of dudes, it's effortless. We're sort of just extolling the virtues of the rhythm section, man, as mm-hmm. the other day. It's just like we don't even have to think about what we're doing, you know, or think about what what those guys are doing. You know, there's no – it's just a, an effortless thing that makes your job so much easier when you don't have to worry about or think about what other people are doing, you know what I mean? It locks in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, hey, uh, I've been following the Bok for quite a number of years, and this album, as I said, I, it's really fucking good. And it's different, too. Like, all the tracks seem like it's just, it, it's it's come from different places, different styles, different subgenres, and it's, but at the same time, it all flows really well. That was... That was not, not necessarily deliberate, but um, that, that sort of, I mean, so... Essentially, the songwriting process starts with Azza. He's the one that comes up with the mm. riffs, and he essentially sort of 
gets a basic idea of the structure and how he wants it to go and then he starts fleshing it out with Tommy and then and then it sort of goes from there and so with this process this time around too like because of COVID and the fact that we I, I didn't pretty much see the dudes for like eight months so I was pretty much getting stuff demo stuff sent to me and I was then having to sort of come up with stuff to go over the top of these songs mm. And I'll be honest. In the beginning, I, I was I was like, "What the what the fuck?" Like, I was struggling to find where I would sit in all of this. Like, the first few things that were coming through were pretty left to center stuff. That I was just like, "Man, this is not this is not my bag." Like, I think you need someone else for this for this job. But as then a few other few songs came through that I was able to latch onto, and that's sort of where I got started. And that was that was good. I was able able to get started with things and then as as i just picked off one by one by one i kind of found my own place over over the songs but you're right every single one of these songs sound sounds different like like and that wasn't a deliberate thing it's just as it was the next thing that he sort of brought to the table was something completely different and then it was like all right okay so what are we what am i going to do over this one you know and try and keep it sort of cohesive and that's i think the beauty of it it's like they are all different but there is this this sort of continuous yeah. sort of flavor runs through the whole thing and i think yeah yeah i mean yeah that's about all i can say about that again <laughs> but, um, but i mean like it's awesome the, the 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 what we really wanted to achieve with this one was um recording it as live as we possibly could that was the yeah, yeah. the one challenge that we wanted it was like all right we really want to capture that that sort of furious energy that we can bring to the stage and we've never really captured that on any any record and this time around we were determined to do that so we figured well the best way to do that is to try and record it as live as possible and that's not easy (laughs) no it's not uh there's many reasons for that and one of them is it's just Okay, so the minute you've got a click track and you record to a click track, instantly every single thing that you record becomes editable. Every single thing that you record from from the drums to the bass, guitars and vocals all can be manipulated and edited. And it's so easy to fall into that track. Once you get that on the grid, then if you're playing through or you're just tracking and you're like, you get one chorus down and you're like, and another one wasn't quite there, you go, just cut and paste that one and put it over there. And it's so easy to just yeah. let things slide. And in the process of doing that, you, you lose, I think, you lose a depth, you definitely you lose that sort of energy and ferocity that can only come from a band that's well rehearsed doing it and doing it like they doing it like it's that's that's the one shot you've got, you know what I mean? And none and that's also only possible if your drummer's capable of of doing that and Tommy's just I couldn't I, I'm still marvel at the fact that he did all of his drums and they're all live takes no editing at all apart from one edit where apparently he clipped a mic in one of the songs and that was the only edit on the whole record for the drums and so yeah that was a that was a huge sort of milestone for us and I think that translates into the for the songs like there's definitely this sort of furiousness and they slow slow down and speed up there's certain spots where in the last chorus he just it's like he goes up a gear and just like takes off just that yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. more and 
yeah, I think that's sort of something that's kind of lacking to me a lot in sort of modern metal. I don't listen to much modern metal anymore. I kind of just find it, well, primarily for this fact, I don't listen to a lot of modern music anymore because I, I find that I just can't trust whether or not it's real. Yeah, you know? true. I like looking through a magazine and like looking at hot chicks and like, um, I, don't, I don't even know if that's real. You know, it's yeah, the same yeah. with sort of music or anything that's been digitized. So, so yes, yeah, so that, so that was, that was, that was the number one goal for us was to try and get it as live as we could. And we uh, achieved it and then some and working with Luke at Danger Tone Studios. Luke's fucking unreal, man. And his place is awesome. He's he was the perfect person for us to do this with because he's not somebody who's really he's got some modern equipment and all the rest of it. He uses yeah, yeah. Pro Tools, but he's also got this huge big rack of amazing old school hard hardware, and um, he's right into to that. And and uh, he was he was more than more than accommodating to try and to try and achieve what we wanted. And yeah, he's a great dude to work with. Cannot speak highly enough of him either. So without him, it wouldn't wouldn't have come across as good. Because initially we were going to record this ourselves, which yeah, has yeah. kind of been for the last couple of records. And we were, we already recorded the record here. We like we did it that many times because we were doing it live. We were just recording it over and over and yeah. over and over again. So he sort of approached us and sort of heard that that's what we were doing and he was giving us some constructive criticism on the recordings like man it's good but it's yeah you know like it's lacking here 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 and here and you know we took that on board and he's like dude come in for a weekend and let's just you know let's just put them down and just see what what comes of it and so after that weekend we pretty much had the majority of it tracked and i had to wait a couple of weeks before i could get in and do the vocals but um yeah, we after that weekend we're like, this is it. We're, we're done. We're this is definitely what we're after. So, how did you approach yeah. the vocals? Like, uh, did, like with the, you know, you're trying to go for that raw sort of recording. Did you do it with yeah. like a SM7B, or did you just have a 58 where you just let it rip? Or okay, so so for me doing, I wanted to be able to do exactly what the band did and do it as live as I possibly mm-hmm. could. So it was really good to get those couple of weeks with the actual sort of recording that the band had done. And I just back here, I just practiced, practiced. I recorded my vocals for that record here seven times <laughs> before <laughs> I actually got back in to yeah. do them properly. So I wanted to get through every single song without stopping. And I usually do three to four takes per song. And we just use a couple of the sort of, you always sort of double up a couple of tracks and yeah, then yeah. have another extra for, you know, make bits pop here and there. So I wanted to get through every every single song without stopping and then i did it again and i did the first two takes no the first three takes i did them all with the sm7 yeah which was great and then um we were kind of happy with that and then the last song we had jason richmond who's in my band other band never he, never, he was yeah. doing the he was doing the guest vocals on that, and so we I came in with him on for that particular session, and we were going to do that song together. And we sort of did what we needed to do on that song, and then 
he was using a different mic. He he had he had a, a mic sort of a condenser in the middle of the room, and this thing I had the headphones on, and I was like, man, this thing is amazing. Like it's picking up everything. And so once we were done there, I just said, I said, Luke, go from the stop, go from the top, man. Let's just, I want to do a take with this mic. So we went through them all again and I did them all in one take each song and we were done. And that was like the definitive vocal take. That was like the one that was going to be the lead vocal on the record. And it was at, at, at that one, I sort of really brought it over the top. I was like, yes, I got, I got it. I got the sort of the ferocity because I didn't have a mic in my hand this time. I was just like in the room, basically yeah. screaming to the, <laughs> to the sky. Like, I, I didn't I have struggle to, with that. I, I struggle oh, with that man. still. I, I, I've always found recording to be completely daunting. And it's not the same because on stage, you hold, hold it. Yeah. Uh, of the 50 sort of to mic and you're like I, I i do am guilty of cupping a little bit just to yeah, get that yeah, extra, yeah. bit of something and so yeah recording and having not holding on to a microphone has always been really disconcerting to me and that's why the sm7 is so good because they can hold on to it but i but i've sort of really in that practicing i sort of tried to to really train myself to to, to not have just get used to not having a microphone yeah. in my face. So that kind of, yeah, it was just good to have the time to practice this time around. Like every other sort of recording that I've done, I've never had the opportunity to sort of really knuckle down and practice beforehand. So this time around, I made sure I did my homework because I, I just didn't want to, I wanted to do exactly what the band had done. I didn't want to <laughs> phone it in, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good, man. The, vo- the vocals are a killer, dude. That's why I was like, oh man, I wonder if he he did it uh old school. Cause I, that's with my next recording, that's what I want to do is I wanna do what Phil, old Phil and Selmo did. Just with a fifty eight. Yeah. Yep. You know. Cause I, I've got a seven B and I've I've recorded many tracks with with a seven B, but they're so, they're very weighty, as you know. So it doesn't yep. feel as nat, you know, and I've tried doing it. No, so I'm that's just right. I'm gonna try try and go a little raw <laughs> and see yeah, how it I think, goes. Um, didn't didn't uh, um, Cav- Max Cavalier do KLCD that way as well? I'm pretty sure he did. That's an interesting thing. I'm gonna look yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, man. I remember that back in the day. Yeah. Mm. yeah. People, are, yeah, people. You know, I know there's a lot of uh, engineers out there, studio dudes. It'll be like that. Nah. They're like, fuck you, man. It's not the way to do it. But, man. Mate, it's what you want. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, I they're mean, they're, they're there to accommodate you. And, like, I mean, that's, that's, that's that, that, that concept is pretty, pretty bizarre. Like, that's meant to be this way. That's, yeah. that's something that, that I think that, that is, I don't know, that's uh, permeating music and metal a little bit. It's meant to sound this way. It has to yeah. be this way. You've got to use these. Uh, plugins for your drum sounds you've got to have this particular this or this particular that or it's not acceptable you know or it's not up to standard or something like that it's this weird thing where metal which is supposed to be this uh, sort of the antithesis to the, all of that is sort of really getting rigid in in that sense you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like 100 percent. yeah which is where i kind of like think that we sort of 
that's why we're not quite a metal band. We're more of a punk metal hybrid, I think. Like there's definite elements to what we do that is more of a punk band element than a metal band, you know. Even the way we market ourselves and the yep. DIY stuff that we do as well, that's all definitely sort of more geared towards the punk scene, I, I would say. 100%. Yeah. Like that's That was going to be my, my next point is, you know, it's not being released on CD from what I can see. It is, yeah, but, uh, in in a very different way. Here, here's the actual CD, and it's a bit hard to see in this light, but we're actually making these CDs ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come free with any merch purchase that you make uh, from our website. So we also print our own merchandise as well. All that, yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, so I just spent today printing up a bunch of stuff for the shows coming up next week. So these the Oh, that. Shirt. The, yes, the long sleeve. Fuck yeah. Long sleeve print shit. But uh, yeah, so that we sort of do all that. So the, inter- the, the reason being is that I'm sitting on 13,000 blank discs that I bought off a mate of mine a few years ago for a very cheap price. And um, so before CDs become kind of obsolete, although we are finding that a lot of people are really happy to get a copy on cd yeah which is interesting i think uh, i think it's it's weird we did, I, I was thinking shit i just want to get rid of these things before people don't ever use them anymore you know yeah. and why not use them as a marketing tool you know just yeah, yeah. so every time every time we sell a shirt we send three cds so somebody somebody will get one and then then we hope that they'll pass on the other two to somebody that they think might dig the record and we figure that it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on YouTube, it's free to download from from our website. It's like, well, we'll just give away the CDs too. They and use them as a marketing, you know, as a marketing tool to hopefully get people to buy our merch and come to our shows. Hundred percent. So what about what about vinyl? That's coming. Um, I'm just, I'm like, it's it's. I definitely want to do it. The biggest issue at the moment is the supply chain issue. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's like, I think it's out to blown out to like 18 weeks or something turnaround, which is insane. So I, I definitely want to do it. And I figured, well, it's a, I want to do it and I want to do it properly. So I kind of want to gauge whether or not we're going to sell them first. I don't want to like outlay thousands of dollars on a whole bunch of vinyl. That's not going to sell. Mm. So it's kind of a, a case of we'll get to that when we'll get to that. Like I'm, com- I'm kind of confident now that we'll we'll do all right in terms of trying to sell this record, but um, it's just a money thing too, man. It's just trying yeah, to man. afford to do everything. And planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 
There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Yeah, but I definitely want to do it and do it properly. I want a double gatefold <laughs> vinyl. <laughs> First time that I ever get to do vinyl, I'm going to do it properly in green. Like, obviously, because everything's very green orientated, it'll be green vinyl. And I'd love to do two discs, two, sorry, two <laughs> records with four sides. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we go with that. Speak my language, mate. Idea. I'm all about the vinyl yeah. at the moment. Oh. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you vinyl blue? Uh, yes and no. I kind of I, I used to be. I guess I I, I haven't really. To be honest, I haven't bought music in a long time. I'm gonna be brutally honest. Like I haven't, man. I haven't kind of had two years of not listening to much music. Really, the last couple of years, I kind of got bogged down listening to podcasts. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yep. And oh, I just got lost in that world for. For quite a bit, which I tend to do every now and again. I'll sort of just not not listen to much. But if I am listening to anything, it's generally stuff from the 60s and 70s, which I've been finding unreal shit on Spotify, just stuff that I would never, never sort of get my hands on in a million years. You know, you go down rabbit holes with that stuff and just finding out all these unreal artists from back then that I had no idea existed. And, and I just can't sort of get away from that era like i just love it i love it because it's just saying before it's it's the real deal it's genuine mm. those guys actually did what we did like it was the, the done thing back then to, to go in and just the bands were always recorded pretty much live and the vocals usually usually went in and did stuff sort of separate but live like that's how they did it man you know mm. no bells and whistles just the band I love this production too. Like, a, there's just something about the production from back then that I really enjoy too. Uh, I don't know. I just can't sort of stop listening to stuff from back back then. Man, what, uh, what, what have you discovered? What's something that you've discovered that you uh, uh well, at the moment, there's this guy called Robin Trow. He's a he was in, um, god damn, it's gonna elude me. Band that did the whiter shade of pale, a cold damn it, it's not coming to me. But his solo stuff is really cool. Like I mean, I really like sort of the blues stuff from back then. He sort of reminds me. Some of his stuff actually reminds me of Child. I don't know if you've ever heard Child from Melbourne. Yeah, three piece band or a fucking unreal band. They're one of my favorite bands in general, but uh, definitely from Melbourne. But yeah, he's unreal. He's just he's someone pretty cool. This band, I'm actually made this shirt myself, Cactus. Oh, that's they're, cool. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty rad, cheesy '70s rock band from back then. 
been getting into a bit of Thin Lizzy too lately. And yeah, what else? God damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pentagram. Oh, yeah. And yep. That that first first release that they put out is fucking unreal. That's really cool. That's just got something about it. I was actually talking to another dude about that the other night, Nick's just telling him about that doco. Have you ever you sort of seen that documentary? No, I haven't I? No, I haven't. Oh, oh man, get your hands on that. Yeah. That's a, that's a wild ride. Yeah, they were like, you know, they could have been uh, in the same sort of vein or level as Black Sabbath and bands like that from then, but the singer was just a complete mess. Yeah, yeah. Still, still, still is. is. Yeah, I was going to say but, that. Uh, yeah, his, his story is pretty intense. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty intense watch, man. Like, so, whoa. Like, but the miraculous thing is that they're they're actually still going. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still they're still playing shows and shit. Which you, after watching that, you 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 would beg his belief. Really, this guy's a complete mess. It's <laughs> so, it's, it's sometimes well, it's they're the most resilient people, you know. Uh, and they just keep going, yeah. man. Bobby Bobby Leibowitz, is that his name? Yeah, I think so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's worth a watch. Man. Get, get on that. Yeah, I might have to suss that out. I'll have a look into that for sure. But uh, you know, have you screen been screen printing all your life? Like, is that your uh, butter? Yeah. Well, yes. Um, I actually had a screen printing business for about ten years. I was probably hmm. started back in two thousand and four, and the funny thing is that Frankenbach was one of my first clients back in the day. This is How's like that? uh. Because I kind of, I've always sort of been friends with those dudes. I, we were my other band when I moved to Melbourne. Repugnance used to play with with um, Frank and Bock back at the art house when they had a drum machine back in the real early days. And so I've I've known those guys for years. But um, I sort of started printing stuff for my own band back then, and um, I just had a little setup that started with just a screen and 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 getting somebody to hold the screen down while I printed on the shirt and. Then I couldn't get someone to help me out, so I ended up buying a little carousel and was able to sort of start doing stuff on my own. And then I had friends' bands come, hey, man, like, do you want to do a, do some shirts for us? And that's where it sort of all started. And next minute, like, yeah, I quit my job and I was just screen printing full-time. And, um, yeah, I built it into a, a pretty big business in the end, that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I ended up going bankrupt in the end. Oh. But um, it was sort of yeah, it's a long story. But um, but yeah, it was sort of one of the first. I was sort of one of the first guys that actually really just concentrated on on screen printing for bands. Like there was no one that was really just sort of catering to bands back then, and merch wasn't such a huge. It was just starting to become sort of really important for bands and small bands and stuff to actually have T-shirts and merchandise. It's like right at the, that point where digital stuff was starting to really take over and album sales and stuff were not happening as much and merch became that really important thing. And so it sort of really did take off and I sort of had pretty good prices, low print runs. I was just really sort of making sure that even just any band could just come and get 20 shirts for a really good price. And, and uh, yeah. So that I did that for ten years, and then that all went tits up uh, about two thousand and fourteen, and I sort of had a few years off. Um, but yeah, prior 
just before this record was sort of going to come out last year, I'm like, man, because it really was, I used to print all Frankenbox stuff back in the early days when I was in the band. Like yeah. the, the business that I had was like the engine room for us and allowed us to do the touring that we did and and the, the amount of merchant stuff that I could print back then, it was a real advantage. So I was like, man, I, I'd love to have my own little setup to be able to print our stuff again. And thankfully, my parents gave me some money and I just spent the last six six months out printing, uh, setting up a little print shop out the back of our rehearsal space. Is that it there uh, where you are now? Is that like Frankenbock HQ? Yeah, yeah. This is just this is kind of the the uh, control room. It's just uh, the rehearsal rehearsal rooms in next door. This is kind of where the computer room where I do our recording and make CDs and do all kinds of cool shit. And then they and they um and I actually live here as well. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. And um and yeah, so the screen printing setups out the back and. Finally got that operational around Christmas time, and yeah, it took me about six months to get it all all happening. And yeah, it's great. Love having it. And was out there actually using it today. So that's yeah, awesome, man. Nice have, have that resource back at our disposal, and just be able to sort of print stuff at at will. And that means it sort of means that I can do a lot of other cool shit too that we'll, that we'll get to eventually, like doing custom shirts for the fans and. Mm. Got a lot of cool ideas and stuff that I want to be able to do, and having that having that at our disposal, it's going to make a lot of those ideas feasible. So, and it also means we get a better a better uh, cut off every shirt that we sell. Just means that I have to print them, but that's okay. <laughs> I want oh, you got to man, you, you got to have a little bar fridge there somewhere with some cold ones to sort of reward yourself. Ah, we get the well, boys to stock it up for you. Decent, oh, I got a decent little fridge out the back. <laughs> But um, man, I love it. I love I love that sort of element of of being in a band as well. Yeah. I love the DIY stuff. I like the fact that that everything that we kind of do make is all got. It's been made by us, you know, by the band. Whether it's the music or the t-shirts or this or that, or it's you know, I really like that element to it. And I, you know, every shirt that I send out, you know, I love it. I love having that sort of hands on hands-on approach with it and having that sort of connection with the people that really dig our music and support us. And and it's been really kind of like we've been absolutely wrapped with the response so far. You know, the people that have sort of it's got a buzz about it, man, which is which is rare for us, man. You know, it's That's not good, just man. The people not just the people that have been um, supporting us for years, but there's a whole lot of other people coming out of woodwork and they're sort of, you know, they're, they're spreading the word for us and getting the word out there. And, yeah, we couldn't be more thankful and grateful for that. Yeah, and we're just getting started, man. So we're heading to Sydney next next weekend, Sydney and Newcastle. Yeah. we get here and go play uh, some shows in a place that's a lot more accommodating than Melbourne is right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit of a mess down here. Might be for a little bit while well. longer. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Any anything goes these days, and it, it, don't know what's around the corner. I mean, the, the thing, the amount that's changed in the last couple of months is quite quite impressive compared to where it was at mm. Christmas time. It's like wow, you know. I thought I didn't think that we'd be doing much down here for a while yet, but um. 
seems like things are relaxing and we'll see. But up in Sydney and uh, Newcastle and that, they're way more accommodating. So that's where we're going. Got to say, the posters for that, the dual poster, is fucking yeah. awesome, dude. That is yeah, really fucking cool. It was... um. Yeah, it was. I think it was the I Hate People, which I love that name for a band. That's just, <laughs> I already like that band, and I haven't even heard them yet. I think it was one of those one of those guys, maybe, or those guys that organised that. So yeah, yeah, no, they're not pretty cool. Yeah, really looking forward to just getting on a plane, and which at, at certain times in the last sort of year and a half, we was like, well, are we ever going to do that again? <laughs> like, is that <laughs> Is that no longer on the cards? Are we are we resigned to having to fucking put videos of us all playing in isolation, little four squares in a box? And is this how we're going to present ourselves to the world? Like that stuff's just absolute anathema to me, man. Oh man, like, it's- if you're playing in a band, that is not how it's meant to go. <laughs> right? oh. So, not playing live has been really kind of tough. And um, yeah. So we're, as I said, like as is just he he's he will not take no for an answer. He's like he's not going to let anything get in his way. That's awesome. including a broken arm. <laughs> oh, and uh, the Piston Fist boys are coming down to play with you too, aren't they? Yes. 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 Yeah, Good we're dudes. doing uh, free shows. Yeah. So we've got a we've got those two shows announced, but we're also doing a sneaky one on a Sunday at Frankie's. Oh, is this news? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of, they kinda, they, the, the venue actually announced it the other week, but we're just kind of keeping it a bit quiet until yeah, yeah. the weekend. And then we're just, because it's generally, as far as I hear, it's usually a place where there's people anyway. So we just thought we'd uh, keep it a bit quiet and try not to, in you know, mess with the first, the show on the Friday night yeah. too much. But yeah, looking forward to that one because I hear many great things. Uh, it's got kind of a mythology about it, the old Frankie's. So, Man. you know, and I, there was. A dream. Was it, uh, was it ever going to shut down or was there talk of that happening? I yeah. don't know. Maybe that. Yeah, was yeah. yeah they, I, I think they're moving or, or something like that. But I, I've got this, I've got this dream to, to go down there and play fucking Frankie's before it's, it's all over. Like, yeah. My drummer went down there and played there a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "It's the best thing in the world," and it's still on my bucket list. So, Frankie's, we're coming, we're coming. I'm just pointing there randomly. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, we were kind of the same. It's like we were getting pretty disappointed if we'd never got to play there. So, mm. yeah, fuck yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, but, okay. um, you're coming up as well. You're gonna be coming up to play uh, Moon Doll. Festival. Yes, apparently yes. <laughs> happening. It's um, going to happen. It's going to happen. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that just kind of got announced, and it wasn't really wasn't really discussed with us. But um, I think that was uh, we we just agreed because we were supposed to do it last year. Ah, I that, see. That um, yeah, if if it got rescheduled, that we'd be at the next one. Just got announced, and we hadn't really even been told about it. But fuck yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm down for that, man. Yes, please. The last time we saw you, what was 2019? I remember playing with you boys at uh, Vinny's down here in the Goldie in 2019. Was it 2019? Pretty Uh, sure. That's that's eons ago. That's (laughs) that's (laughs) pre apocalyptic. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just staggering how much has kind of changed in the last two years. Like, really. Two weeks, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we, we turn a corner. I mean, you know, if you if you are someone like me who who does buy into this whole exponential growth, exponential on every every level, mm. that's what we're kind of seeing happening. Things are just speeding up at, at an exponential rate. We're kind of watching things just change before our eyes. You don't even have a chance to fucking blink before things have completely moved on now. And, uh, you know, the, the more exponential technology gets and all the rest of it, it just keeps speeding up this process. And it's quite staggering to, like, I don't know, be a participant in that and try and, you know, you just got to hold on to the grim death, man, and yeah, just man. go with the flow and ride it. And uh, trying to come off, man, you know. But yeah. anyway, we survived and we're stronger and better than ever. So, fuck yeah, bring it on, mm. bring it on, man. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. You know, and what else, uh, apart from that, what, what else, uh, you and the Bok Boys got coming up for the rest of the year? And that is about as far as we've got in terms of uh, having anything planned at this stage. In terms of shows, it's just really, I mean, it's its a case-by-case situation. It's whatever comes our way. We'll see what happens. We're not, we're just going to, we're just going to flow like water, man. <laughs> it's going to like <laughs> go let things take us and just, you know, the, I, yeah, we've 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 pretty much sort of planned it up until this point, but then there's there's only so much you can plan. And in terms of shows and stuff, it looks like things are are, are starting to are starting to you know get back to normal. But we're going to hit winter soon, and then who knows? Like really, it's still a, a situation where it's not wise to be going to organising a whole tour and and then having to can it. We're we're we did we we postponed or cancelled basically mm. eight eight or nine shows last year you know we got on a roll we wanted to go out and play these songs before we like before we'd actually put it out just to road test them and see what people thought and we had this whole idea to do that and every single show that we we tried we we had to postpone it and cancel it so we're a little bit uh wary when it comes to that so yeah we're just going to see what happens man we're just we're just going to keep the momentum going no matter what like we'll, we'll find a way to just keep that momentum going and and just keep getting the word out there and so just try and spread spread this disc as out as far as we possibly can and you know try and get a whole bunch of new people into the band and that's sort of the plan okay. you know it's, it's it's a tough thing to do with a legacy of 25 years you know to actually get new people to sort of either it's, and especially in Australia, it's like everyone kind of knows the name, they know, know the band, wrote them off years ago, wrote, you know, or just just or is still into the band or whatever. It's like there's it's this weird thing of like having this name. It's just like a blessing and a curse. It's sort of it can be a hindrance and a help. You know, I think it's it has hindered us in a lot of a lot of respects. Like I think a lot of promoters and a lot of people like that don't take it seriously. It's like ah, fuck, those guys are. Dinosaurs now, you know, like yeah, let's get some young, fresh blood up there, and we kind of we want to make people understand that we're like just as hungry and just as fucking fired up, and you know, as as we ever have been, if not more so at this point in time. And I think we've finally got a vehicle now to really, you know, prove that point. 
hundred percent. Yeah, but you know, I don't know, man. Box important. I, I think for the Australian scene, metal and in in general, I think Frank and Box are an important band. You know. Thanks, man. I think so too. I do. I mean, it's not just the music. It's 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 sort of it's what we do and how we do it and mm-hmm. and and it's fucking you know as a man like he's just uh just i uh, like i say just this dogged determination and this this unwillingness to to let let sleeping dogs lie or just to to to, to give up man there's a perseverance there that's that's part of the story too and that's yep. kind of you know that's that's something that's that's an, a good lesson, man. It's like don't ever fucking stop, man. You know, like if you really if you really care about it and you really want to do it, man, don't don't stop because yeah, you yeah. just don't know what's around the corner. That's exactly like, right. He's gone through that many freaking lineup changes. He's put a lot of trust into people that have that have betrayed that trust or have just not done what they'd said they were going to do and this and that and all the rest of it, man. Like and. Finally, now he's got a group of guys together who are all on the same page, who are all willing to to do what needs to be done, and who all get along great. Who aren't who aren't wankers or dickheads? You know, we all just it's just effortless now, man. And that's that's, good, man. that's, that's like that, that is the most important thing, man. Like if you don't have that, like it only takes one man, it only takes one guy in the whole ecosystem to yes. for it to collapse man yes. just one yes. not pulling the weight in some fashion or he's just putting a spanner in the works somewhere along the lines man yeah and that's it man and like and it's a really hard thing to get four or five guys who are all on the same page like and not only are they personality wise but actually when they get in the room and play together you know maybe they you get you can make excuses for people's behavior outside of the room because they don't play well, and then you know, and then you've got to put up with that ticket. You go on tour and like you know, <laughs> being that ticket. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, I've had my fair share of uh, troubles and incidences over the years. Not gonna uh, not gonna sugarcoat that. But um, but yeah, at this point in time, man, all of those things uh, are non-existent, and it's just uh, it's kind of in its purest form, and it's. Fucking great. Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead, brother. Well, uh, man, thanks for hanging on the show tonight, man. It's been fucking Uh, awesome. Yeah, so, uh, of course, I'll have all the links down here for uh, the new album, Overdose, and get the merch and the vinyl when it's ready to go. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Put me down. Yeah, I will, man. I will. (laughs) I'm actually thinking, like, soon I'm going to put a post up and go, it's good. Anyone here want to buy it on vinyl? And if I get a good enough response, it's like, okay, let's Pre-order. lock it in and get this. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But the problem being, it's like I said, it's an 18 week turnaround. It's yeah. like, what's that? You know, four or five months. It's insane. But anyway, got to do it before yeah, the world ends. That is true. <laughs> oh god he says that. But uh, bro, mm. thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you guys very very soon. Cheers, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 